I'm going to guess anybody that's interested enough to even find me on my podcast and my radio shows already know this. But uh, earlier this week, the United Nations Climate Change Report sounds, and I quote, code red for humanity. I won't beat this thing to death because you're going to have heard it everywhere, but I do think it's worth a comment. Global warming is dangerously close to spiraling out of control. A UN climate panel said in a landmark report last Monday, warning the world is already certain to face further climate disruptions for decades, if not centuries, to come. And yes, folks, this is part of my input. Humans are unequivocally to blame. The report came from the scientists for the Intergovernment Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. Rapid action to cut greenhouse gas emissions could limit some impacts, but others are now locked in for the foreseeable future. The deadly heat waves, the uh, unprecedented hurricanes, and other weather extremes that are already happening on a much more regular basis than ever before and are probably, without a doubt, going to become more severe. Thousand acres of forest burning just in California, while on the other side of the, well, the other side of the pond, Venice tourists were wading through the deepest Water seen in recent history in St. Mark's Square. Folks, if we can't see now what we're doing to our, our little aquarium here, then I'm not sure we ever will. I mean, the how, how loud do the bells have to ring before we know we're in the dire straits, per se? This report should sound a, a death knell to coal and fossil fuels and the use of petroleum in every possible way we can, uh, reduction in fracking as soon as we can before they destroy this little planet of ours, this little blue marble floating out in space. In about three months, the United Nations, what they call the COP26 Climate Conference, will be in Glasgow, Scotland. And there they're going to try to ring out a much more ambitious climate action. Out of all the nations of the world, and hopefully the money that will come with it. Thank goodness we're going to be there to be a part of it, finally. We got it uh, canceled by the previous administration as if world climate change didn't even and does not exist. And folks, that's just not the way it is. For your Organic Matters listeners, you know I think science is everything. It may not always be perfect, and yes, it'll change. One of the things that bothered me a few years ago, well, about a, over a year now, when COVID started, is we changed our mind a lot. You know why? Because as we learned more facts, that's when you do change. So when you see some of these people say, well, well, we, we thought this and we thought that, and then the other people, well, they just don't know. They didn't know. But scientists have the ability and have the right to change their minds when we learn more. Look what's going on right now with this Delta COVID. It's not the same bug we were playing with, folks. We have to change the way we're going to approach this new COVID because it acts different and it is different. And and, and it's, it's different in some ways. It's like we're trying to go bear hunting with a BB gun. We can't do that anymore. Okay? Uh, the The target has gotten much bigger and much more dangerous. This meeting, incidentally, draws on more than 14,000 scientific studies. The IPCC report gives the most comprehensive and detailed picture of how, so far, climate change is altering our natural world. And 
We're going to try to be able to see what's happening ahead and what can we do to save it. Unless immediate, rapid, and large-scale action is taken to reduce emissions, the average global temperature is going to reach or maybe even cross that one and a half degrees Celsius. Uh, That's what most of the world goes by. Here would be 2.7 degrees in what we call Fahrenheit. Warming threshold. And it's going to be within 20 years. We used to think it was going to be within 50 years. It's, it's actually coming faster than even, and here we go again, even faster than science predicted. So yes, when we learn new things, we do change our predictions. That's what science is all about. Even though a number of countries have pledged, the pledges to cut emissions made so far are nowhere near enough to start reducing the level of greenhouse gases, mostly CO2, carbon dioxide, from burning fossil fuels that are accumulating in our atmosphere. That's part of the science, folks. We just can't keep waiting to tackle the climate crisis. The signs are unmistakable anywhere you look, unless you've got your head in the sand. And that old reference to ostriches, which incidentally don't do that, The science is undeniable, and the cost of the inaction mounts every day. We can't keep waiting. There's no doubt that emissions unequivocally caused by human activities have already pushed the average global temperature to 1.1 degrees centigrade from its pre-industrial average and would have raised it another half degree Further, without the tempering effect of pollution in the atmosphere, which is, <laughs> in my uh, estimation, kind of ironic. The reason I'm saying that is rather, rather strange. That means that even as societies move away from fossil fuels, temperatures will be pushed up again. Why? By the loss of the airborne pollutants that come with them and currently reflect away at least a little bit of our, of our sun's heat. With science as we know it right now, About 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit is generally seen as the most that humanity can cope with without suffering widespread economic and social upheaval for years to come. That's about one and a half degrees centigrade. But again, I always, I still can't. Fahrenheit works for me. Been with it six decades or seven decades. The warming we've already definitely recorded has already been enough to unleash really, really unusually disastrous weather. This year, those heat waves killed hundreds in the Pacific Northwest and smashed records around the world. Wildfires, fueled by heat and drought, are sweeping away entire towns in the western U.S., releasing record carbon dioxide emissions from as far away as the Siberian forest, unheard of in past decades, and driving Greeks to flee from their homes by ferry because of more water than they've ever seen in any, at least since we've been recording, weather in that part of the world. Further warming could mean in some places people could die just from being outside. Record heat's unbelievable. It was 122 degrees in a small town in central Canada a week or two ago, outdoing its previous high, not by a degree or two, but by nine degrees. You might want to give this a thought. The earth has not been this warm since what's called the Pliocene Epoch. And that's about three million years ago. Folks, that's when we really, we might have had some very ancient ancestors there, but we weren't even here yet. And 
at that time, the oceans were averaged at that temperature of 25 meters greater than they are now, higher than they are. That's about 80, over 80, about 82 feet. Think about that if you want to add some water to the ocean. And yes, we know for sure, for instance, that the ice caps in Greenland are going to continue melting. It's, it's the science as we know it. Uh, that, that, uh, that ship has already sailed. Just kind of tied this together. I, and I, I always end up going a little too deep or a little too far. Somebody told me once that was a professor of mine, and I was trying to be uh, in the debate class, only semi-successfully, that no one person, no matter what his subject was, how interesting it was, could probably not hold an audience more than about 13 minutes. So to tie this up so it makes sense to us, think about the ridiculous fires, the, really, the hottest heat waves everywhere across at least a part of our globe when it was 99 degrees in Siberia. Think about that. And tie that into, I'm in central Texas, the coldest winter, I, it might be at least in recorded history, but certainly one of the coldest that we've had. And then these, I want to call them the climate deniers, say, well, there's no global warming. Well, we use the wrong word, folks. There is global warming. But that means global change. It may get far colder in certain areas, as it did here, and there's a reason for it. I really don't want to get any deeper in it for this particular part of the show, but the science is behind it. It was a totally, once you saw the big picture the scientists looked at, it was totally logical why it got so cold here. But the point being, it is going to change, and those changes are going to make more drastic weather. Maybe that's the way it should have been explained when the scientists first started talking about it. But we, but we first have to communicate to people in a, in, a, in a language they can understand. We're not all scientists. I'm not a scientist. I love science, but I'm not a scientist. We need to communicate in a way that we understand why it's getting hotter, why is it getting wetter some places, much drier than others. Overall, the change is coming. Now, are we going to be able to adapt to some of it? Yes, let's be realistic. Well, we're, we're not. It's, uh, this is not the end of humanity. It's the end of humanity as we have been used to having it for the last several hundred years. And as we approach 8 billion people, which is just around the corner, and as we approach the highest number, we're now at uh, 417, the last time I looked, parts per million carbon dioxide in our, our air. Up until 30 years ago or 20, it was at about 280 for thousands of years, more or less, until the industrial periods came along. Now we've crossed over what we thought was the highest level we should be able to contend with, which was about 350 parts per million. And we're now over 400, again, a month or two ago at 417, probably 418 by now. So that is untenable over the long term of how Mother Earth whatever you want to call it, uh, has been handling it for tens of thousands of years. We have changed the earth more in a hundred years than has changed in thousands of years prior to man becoming the dominant species on this planet, the only planet we've got. So we do need to consider this. Each and every one of us, every LED light bulb counts. Every one of us can go to an electric car when it happens counts. Every one of us that can remember to Maybe from now on only have lights that go off when you walk out of the room. Every little of that is one little candle that can light a little bit piece of the earth, or in this case, darken it. 
to the point that it's safer for all of us. This is a community effort. It's not one man doing one thing. It's all of us doing a little thing that adds up to a big difference in, in the environment and the, the living earth that our kids and their kids are going to have to put up with. We have no choice now except to make people understand that, that each one of us contributes to this so each one of us can help to fix it. Enough said. Thanks for staying in tune here for Organic Matters. Organic Matters.